1: Hey, Nick, I know you've heard of the Watch My Numbers app. It is brand new, and it is going to dominate the golf app scene for a long, long time. If you want to improve your game, you need to know the areas you're doing well in and where you need to improve. And this app will tell you exactly that, Nick. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. It's the most powerful database
2: golf app in the world, and it helps analyze and improve your game like never before because it uses real-time data from your rounds, And highlights the areas of your game that
1: you want to look at. You get actionable and usable info in minutes, not hours. That's really important. It's easy to use. You can set up your profile very quickly. I've done mine. And start accessing data and subscriber-only content straight away. Who's it aimed at? Well, it's aimed at people who want to improve their game. It's for all levels of Every golfer out there, particularly powerful if you're a mid to low handicapper, but it's great for the elite level and pros as well. So elite and pros as well. I like that. Watch my numbers, download it from the App Store, and turn your bogeys in the birdies.
3: It's week 22 of the golfing calendar. And now... A couple of bright eyed, bushy tailed young hopefuls who jumped off the plane at LAX with a dream and a cardigan. This is Nico Hearn and Mark Allen, the most listened to Australian golf podcast. Now, talk birdie to me.
1: So, far away, Mark. The Colonial is being torn up at this moment. I heard, yeah, the day after the tournament finished. And Gil Hans is doing it. So, Gills, there's three big courses in my world. Mm-hmm. So, one's the Colonial because I love the tournament and I've went there and played. I know you've played there a lot as well. Royal Sydney's another one. I think I played three Australian Opens at Royal Sydney, and you know it's yep. a big tournament, big venue, and a big job because mm-hmm. I think Royal Sydney is possibly the best club in Australia, not the best course in Australia, but the best club in Australia. And the other one is Huntingdale, home of 30 Australian Masters events is being ripped up completely. Mm. I'm looking at you. You seem to have your head screwed on pretty well Well, to me, Nick. most of the time. I think it is. (laughs) Would you have a crack at golf course architecture? Would I? Yeah. Yeah, I would.
2: I mean, I think as a professional golfer who's played all around the world, seen so many different golf courses – yeah, I'd love to have a crack. Yeah. I know what a good hole looks and feels yeah. like. Now, the technical side of all that, where you've got to think of drainage yeah. and the agronomy, the grasses, where's yeah. the sun setting, that'd take a lot of learning, obviously, but yeah. that's where you partner up. And yeah. if you notice, well, I think a lot of these architecture groups now, there's usually two or three people in it. Cor Crenshaw, yeah. Ogilvy, Cocking Mead, yeah. um, who's with now, De Vries Ponce. Yeah. Uh, is Gil Hunt's got a partner? Yeah, he does. I've forgotten that's, his name already, mm. but it doesn't matter. Okay. It's, all, it's all Gil. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's where I think you almost need uh, a team mm. in, in a way because then you get all the ideas flushed out as you go along and yeah. it would be fun to do. Yeah, but I've never done one.
1: Because the three courses, if you look at them now, Huntingdale, pedestrian these days, Royal Sydney, pedestrian always was, Colonial, when I got there – I was a little disappointed, to tell you the truth, with the Colonial. Mm. I loved it. I loved being there because of the history on the walls and the Ben Hogan statue at the front. And, you know, you go into the Clubhouse and there's just these beautiful, gorgeous old pictures yeah. of all these superstars that you ever heard of. you got the Hogan Room as well. That's right. So my question to you on, on all three courses, do you try to make them top 20 courses in the world? Because Royal Sydney, you're on that sandy bit of land in Sydney and there's, a, there's some really nice... You know, Junie type land, mm. um, Huntingdale could could be, uh, and then you got the colonial, which is just a clay based heavy soil sort of joint. Yeah, what do you try to do with them?
2: Well, you you just try to get the most out of the land available. I yep. mean, colonial, that's yeah, that that's a different. That's a flat piece of. Yep. You know, you, you've been there. You've yep. played. I played there. I love the golf course anyway because it's. Short, quirky, you've got to yeah. shape the ball, you've got to work it. If you did notice, the winning score was eight under par in the tournament and we just had the uh, PGA at Oak Hill and the winning score was nine under. Yeah, so it's incredible. <laughs> the reason it was so tough at Colonial this year, it was very rare. They got the greens rock hard and firm and they were pretty baked by the end of it and a bit crusty so it was pretty hard to make yeah. putts. But it just goes to show if you get firm greens. You don't need a lot of rough because there's Correct. not much of colonial. Small greens. Small greens and there is hazards and trouble to hint to as Emilio mm-hmm. Grillo found on the last yeah. hole. Did you see his ball <laughs> yeah, going yeah, down ball. the aqueduct? <laughs> oh. It reminded me a bit of John Vanderbilt in the British yeah, Open. Craig Parry's comment.
1: Silly fascination <laughs> with what was <laughs> going on. Do you remember the uh, Paz's comment? Yeah, or, uh, if you wait a couple of hours the tide will go out, you <laughs> might be able to hit it.
2: <laughs> but is his gross. ball was getting further and further away from the green, unfortunately. But colonial is, is a slightly different story. I'm not sure what they're going to do to that golf course. I mean, probably keep the same routing, I'd imagine.
1: Well, I heard Finchie talk about it, so right. they're going to keep I, the I same routing it. and they're just going to update it. Update. They're just going to modernise it. it. It needs it. It yeah. does need it,
2: yeah. Uh, Royal Sydney-wise, I hear they're changing the routing, and yes. that's taken a long process to get that through the council and and all that from what I know. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I played there last year at the Royal Sydney Cup, hmm. and I couldn't remember the golf course being that damn tough. I mean, hmm. it beat the crap out of me that that to those couple of days that I played there. Now, played Aussie Opens like you. You have yeah. there? My first one was in '99 when Aaron Badley won. Yeah, I always, you know, I like to say I was the leading pro
1: that year. <laughs> 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 Never won an Aussie Open,
2: but I was the leading pro. Were was, you lead
1: with uh, Monty.
2: I uh, was Shark. With it was the Shark. Yeah, we, we were tied second. I was ready to go into a playoff for the winner's check, but he didn't want it. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where was Monty second there? He was second there to somebody. Well, uh, he was in the. He might have been in, in the final group. He was playing.
2: I think yeah, he was okay. playing with ba- Badley in the final group that year. Yeah, so. there you go. That was you, yeah. We've spoken about your experience with Monty, so we won't go yeah, there. Yeah, don't worry about it. But roll, Sydney. <laughs> you can do some really good things around that. Oh, as you that said. Could that be. rolling sort of, you know, hill. Well, not hills, but it does subtly uh, move around on on that piece of property. Very landlocked again, yeah. obviously, with the, all the housing is uh, around it. And the third one was Huntingdale. Again, back in the day, I never really, I never played in the 80s and 90s when I was watching it on television. Mm. I only really started playing there from 98, 99 onwards.
1: And they'd sort of already yeah, changed it by then. It's a disaster. So oh, I, I was a member there for 30 years. Yeah, you know uh, well. I know I know the place well. It was never a classical golf course, but it had a lot of soul before mm. they made all the changes. Then they made the changes and they made the fatal mistake of just making the greens enormous. The greens mm. became so big, even though there were elephants and swales and hollows and all that sort of stuff all the way through, you know, it's like if, yeah. you, if you're on it, you could two-putt from anywhere. Mm. And when you make the green so big, yeah, I mean, it, it became a very easy golf course for people who know what they're doing.
2: Yeah, and one of the weirdest changes they've made, it might have been the fifth, they turned it into a par three. It was yeah. a great little short par four up into the corner, yeah. a little uphill dogleg right. Yep. Wonderful little hole, and all of a sudden they get rid of it and make this par three, which was a bit of an, an abomination, It I think. was a rotten hole. But you're right about the Greens. I mean, 18 has got a bit Mickey mouse for a while. <laughs> Silly. And, um, 16. They've got a magnificent clubhouse there now, they'll say that.
1: Yes, and I can <laughs> tell you this. I, I, was at, uh, I was there when Michael Cocking delivered uh, his presentation to okay. the members. It's going to be really good. Oh. I mean, Michael Cocking, I, I think he's a star. He knows his stuff. He's a star. Yeah. So I, I think he's probably top five, and I think all the jobs he's getting now, diner and... Mm. You know, Shady Oaks and and uh, this new one in Georgia, 36 holes is going to be. Uh, he's a superstar of mm. golf course architecture. Well, Him I was impressed. Jeff Ogilvie.
2: We, we had a hit last week uh, on the furrows, the nine-hole yep. par three course at Kingston Heath. Yes. I'm very impressed with that, by the yeah, way. That perfect. was a lot, little, a lot of fun.
1: Perfect little golf course. Mm. But um, I think is going to be a big win from what I've seen mm. and, and what – his plans are. I mean, mm. in his words, they're just going to Kingston Heath the place. Yep. Uh, they're going to take a lot of trees out. You know, Kingston Heath's on 125 acres and Huntingdale's excellent 120. You'd really? never believe that. No. But that is a that is true. It's just wow. it's just from the trees. Yep. You know and, and where
2: they are and land they don't use. The perspective you get. Yeah. And the other course I'm excited to see what they do too is uh, I'm a member at the National and they've yeah. got three wonderful courses down yeah. at Cape Shank and now they're going to redo Long Island and that. In a way, if they do that right, and I'm sure they will, I've seen some of the plans, yeah. that could be the pick of the bunch. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be
1: magnificent. I, I, I used to always say, if Long Island had a South Oakley address, now, if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with uh, Melbourne, um, South Oakley is kind of right in the middle of the sandbelt. But if Long Island had a South Oakley or a Mentone or a Blackrock address, then it would be thought of much, much more high. Than mm. then it does at the moment, and, and I mean, is it OCM doing that one too? They are, yeah. So if they yep. get that one right, th- th- that is another yeah. one. They can just change the way y- you appear at a golf course.
2: Yeah, it's only half an hour from the city down the down yeah. the uh, East Link or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, that is right. Mm. That, what did they do to Cottesloe? I mean, I, I remember was it Cottesloe, or well, no? There's another golf course there where they took all the trees down
2: in WA. Yeah, uh, I, you got Go me. It's coastal. Coastal. It's or? a
1: coastal one.
2: Sun City. No, that was Clates. That's further north. No, not um, Sun City. Maybe it was. I don't know. Could have been Co. Could have been Might have right. been Coleslaw. I don't know. Might yeah. have been Coleslaw. Too hilly for me, trees. That place.
1: It was a hard walk. Was it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kakuyu grass and hilly. That's never a good combination. Oh, I want to see. <laughs>
1: I want to see you do some golf course design. Um, All right. You, what, you want to talk about? Do uh, you want to talk about Grillo? Shank. Well, well yeah, Shank. Even
2: Grillo. Um, Were they who was the Shank? other guy? Uh, I Hall. think that-
1: as yeah. well. He oh, got, Harry. He, he led the whole way and then. Birdied the first two as mm. well. Got Birdied one under. and two. Yep. You'd think that would be it. Yeah. Play all these golf at UNLV and where's that hat? It's got the Hogan hat on. What'd yeah. you make of the Hogan hat?
2: Yeah, it, it looks good on some people. I'm not sure it looked great on him. Yeah. It just didn't really... That didn't uh, work. Didn't work for him, I don't think. But uh, he, he hung in there.
1: He's got no hair and ears out, yeah. and his ears were red raw by the end of the week. I was well, English. The, the, so, yeah. I mean, it's just the wrong hat for yeah. the guy. But it was a great
2: week for him. I mean, he led, what did he shoot, eight under first day or seven under, and... Uh, Blitzed him and led all the way, and then unfortunately didn't go wide to wide. I think they made the point on the commentary. Ian Baker yeah. Finch is the only guy to go wide to
1: wide there. One twenty-eight the first two rounds, one forty-five in the last Ooh. two. Seventeen shot difference. Mm. Now the, the because the course got harder and harder during the week, we understand that. Yeah, but a seventeen shot difference. I mean, that was that was kind of enormous. It was uh, quite
2: big. And the guy going into the tournament, I mean, okay, let's just finish with uh, who won. It was Emiliano Grillo. Mm. He won in a playoff over Adam Schenck. Um, we call him Shank, They call did, him Shank.
1: Did you see all the kicks he got in the playoff? <laughs> my God. I didn't
2: see. I was driving my daughter to school,
1: and I was listening to it on the radio that you told yeah. me to, the PGA Tour live app. He hit in the trees down the right-hand side mm-hmm. on 18, kicked out in the fairway, hit it onto the green, got a big kick left onto 18. Then on
2: the
1: 16th, he landed six inches over the right hand traps and took the biggest kick to the left you've ever seen. Then ran down the slope Mm. to four and a half feet and hold the putt for booty. I saw that
2: because I just got home and I turned the TV on and I saw Adam Shank over the back of that green. I'm thinking, how did he end up there? Caddy must have given him the wrong club. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: But. What a magnificent chip that was! Just mm. down the hill. I might even do my masterclass on that chip shot a little later. How to chip off downhill lies out of thick rough because you, I see players or a lot of amateurs uh, have the wrong technique. You know, yeah, he good. just played it beautifully.
1: I want to see that too. Mm. Actually, I want to know how to play that shot okay. because the, the way he played it was was very very good. I think the wind changed. To tell you the truth, well, is that what it was? I, okay. I reckon it did because it, it, I mean, you when, you Grillo, when you saw twenty meters past the pin, when you saw like Grillo blocked it by a mile. I mean, I think it went you know, eight steps to the right with okay. a 9 Right. So that's a, that's a big block and that only just got over. Um, And, you know, as well as anybody, you block a shot, it usually, what's well, half a club. So yep. I think the wind changed. The wind switched. Okay. Yeah. Then he, yeah. Then but that's why mat- Shank went straight over
2: the back. All the talk of the town going into it was Michael Block. You talk mm. about a big block oh, like God. Rio. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> the he, poor bug, I fell yeah, for it. I did too, yeah. It was a tough, he was actually played with Minwoo Lee the first two days. Yeah. And, uh, I thought going in, this is. I think he was going to be worn out for one. Mm. Cause he's probably not used to you know all that attention for so long and so much of it. And the course did suit him, I thought, and he got mm. off to an average start. Pegged it back. But he ended up shooting eighty-one the first day, finishing with like three doubles mm. in the last four holes. It was horrible, and he ended up finishing last through two days. Yeah. So it was a tough one for him. I,
1: I was only in big tournaments in Australia on the last day, maybe a handful of times, and a couple of times when I was. Thought I was half a chance, and the next day I was so buggered. Yep. because it was a long, long week. What was it like for you? I mean, because you know you you contended in majors, top tens in majors. How long did it take for you to recover physically, mentally, anything else? Or yeah. were you we okay in the end? Because you, you...
2: Uh, I was okay. I mean, the I always made sure I took the next day off, like just get away from the game, mm. just refresh, do all that weirdly, some of my best results in the States came the week after majors. Like I did the one where I did well at winged foot. The following week I finished second, uh, the Booz Allen in uh, in
1: Washington. Great name, that one. It is. The Booz Allen Classic.
2: Booz Allen Classic. The Booz Allen Classic. <laughs> the Booz Allen Classic. Yeah, attractive golf course. No. <laughs> I think uh, Ben Curtis won that tournament and you know who oh! tied second with me? Who? Your mate Steve Stricker. Oh, you're kidding me! (laughs) Comeback player of the year again. Again, two Uh, in a row. Yeah, that's right. Two in a row. um, Yeah, win this week. He did. Yeah, and second major in a row. That was incredible. Steve Stricker um, gets
1: an unhealthy a lot of mentions on this podcast. He does, doesn't he? Way too many.
2: It's probably my fault to begin with, but we've carried on with it. Um, But back to your point, I think I found the week after a major, everything, especially a US Open or a PGA. Every just everything seemed so much easier. Mm. I got to that course and thought, well, this is easy compared to mm. what I just played. So all of a sudden that relaxed me, and I, I found that I played really well the weeks after majors. Some tournaments I just knew, teeing it up, thinking, no, I've got no chance. But come to a course after a major, you go, well, this is a piece of cake compared yeah. to what I just did. So uh, Yeah,
1: and so there was no real surprise, was it? I mean, when you know and I know, he's a 46-year-old club pro who's still pretty handy with the sticks, qualifies to get in. Yep plays the four rounds of his life under pressure, probably went out on a Sunday night and, you know. I hope so. Had plenty of drinks with his mates and everybody else, and then to turn it around in, you know, it's it's amazing how quick it goes, isn't it? I mean, if you've got a late tea time (laughs) on Sunday and you've got an early tea time the next week on a Thursday, it it barely feels like you've had two sleeps. Yeah, three days. And all of a sudden you're on the tea again.
2: Oh, so, And he said a couple of things. Again, I didn't follow it closely, but I heard him say a couple of things in the press. That, mm, that might be a tough one because he said something like, yeah. well, if I hit it as far as Rory, I'd be one of the best players in the world as well. And I, thought, mm, yeah. I don't think that works. I mean, maybe karma <laughs> might come back and bite you. Now, whether he said that or not, I'm not
1: sure. Uh, I, I think there's a few people talking about it. but Anyway... Um, He'll, 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 he, he, I think he's going to get another start somewhere else But I think the Michael Block show is over It is I, Well, he's, he's in
2: Canada The other thing Just going back the week yeah. before at uh, Oak Hill yeah. Did you see Joel Damon's caddy His name was Gino Banali No Went out and played it on the Monday and? No, He's a scratch golfer
1: oh, Okay Scratch Good right. player
2: Yes. And Ket- what, do you, what do you think he shot? Past
1: 70 Okay, so he played properly
2: Played it properly from the S- same Scratch
1: golfer Uh, Been caddying all week Uh, Probably has a reasonable size ego Watching his man go around I'm going to say shot 85 How did you know? Oh really? You didn't know? No, I had wow. no idea. Wow, okay. I so know, it's
2: a fluke. It was quite the scorecard. He double bogeyed the first, then had eight bogeys in a row, yeah. went out in 45. Yeah, and came made home his, strong. Made his first par on 10 and shot, what, five over the back. So he shot 85. Yeah, and he's a good player. Uh, a, a very good player, apparently. So um, I remember years ago they used to have – they actually did a reality show on it. Could, it. could a five handicapper break 100 at a US Open? Yes. And they got – I think at the time they got Jordan, Michael Jordan yeah. playing. They might have got Tony Romo, who's a yeah. scratch. They got a singer. And they got someone else. Yeah. and only one. I think it was Romo shot ninety-one, and then the rest couldn't break a hundred on a U.S. Open course. Yeah. They might have done it at Tory Pines, I think. Yeah, years well, ago. it's
1: funny. It's funny you say that because we were on a on Augusta trip. We went and played Tory Pines, um, not long beforehand, but they had the rough up crazy, mm. and. I shot 79 and I was doing cartwheels because the rough was one foot. Yeah. I mean, it she was, it was stupid. And my 79 felt like a, a really nice day of, of play for me. But the people in our group, they'd lost thousands of balls between them. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone broke 100. Yeah. And they're all decent. You know, they're all golfers because yeah. they want to go and see the, the up. But they just couldn't believe the toughness. And yeah. then I think it was the... No, it wasn't Tiger. When did Tiger go ballistic? Oh, when did he win it? it what do Torrey Pines? Yeah. Uh, that was 08. 08, yes, yeah, so was that year. It was that year. Was that it was, year? it, was, it yeah. was 08, so it was before mm. he won it. So no one could believe mm. uh, what they were doing. So – Michael Block, done and dusted. But by the way, remember we were looking for the Nico Who's last week? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So we had Francis, we met at number one. We had you, Nico P- Who, at, at number five. Yep. Michael Block at number four. four. But we had some feedback. Okay. Uh, this is on the Michael Blocks. Um, yeah. Such a great story. Matt Cleary, wasn't a good story. Seems like a good fella. Yep. Yeah. Good Beautiful. on you. Good oh, on you, Matt. Thanks for having day. a listen. Mm-hmm. What did Chris Bartlett
2: say? Chris said, uh, a great story, his interview when finding out he was paired with Rory, the look Mm -hmm. on his face like he was being had... And or being set up. That was brilliant. That's years of being in a world with Mm. that kind of joke or prank environment ever present. The hole in one and asking Rory, where'd it go? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It was amazing. I thought he was joking when he said
1: that, but apparently (laughs) couldn't see it. Iron Man Peter, uh, he said, that's so good. Great to see it was. David White, uh, now it's uh, uh, arguably the sporting moment thus far in 2023. Fantastic theatre, sporting moment? No. That's a big call. Sporting, no, it's definitely the sporting moment for Nico Hoos. That's true. Uh, but maybe not for, you know, yeah. for uh, everything else. But good on you, Dave. Thanks so much for listening. And Joel Evans, love how he asked Rory if it went in. Yeah, so many people did. That's great. Good feedback. So, so many people did. It wasn't just Michael Block feedback. We had stacks of feedback on other things. Um, in response to the PGA playing hardball with the live players, Cameron had something to say Yeah, yeah. Cam, Doug, Lassall. I wonder if that's in anything yeah. to do with uh, Ted Lasso or yeah. no, sort of anyway. Or Cam Douglas,
2: AU, Australia. Oh. <laughs> How am I going? <laughs> I need my glasses. I, I was thinking of Ted Lasso. And I've seen, yeah. I've seen, I've I seen saw, the Lasso.
1: I, I see what you were seeing. <laughs> I see what you were seeing. But go on.
2: Anyway, sorry, Cameron. Uh, I like all golf and aren't aligned to any tour. But the response from the PGA has bordered on pathetic and not what you would call strategic. Why not? the PGA have a team in live that players rotate through monthly give them all a crack at 4 million how good
1: yeah, it sounds nice but uh, unfortunately cameron that will never no. ever Ever happened. Uh,
2: in response to us saying the PGA was the best we've seen, I yeah. think that was
1: more you, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah, it was me. It was the best okay. I've ever seen. Marky Mark uh, said this. Uh, Agree, the PGA Championship was the most interesting in recent memory. Was great to watch with so many stories unfolding. It's the stories were just ridiculous. It was mm. one after another. Michael Block, Holland, one was the highlight. Um There's a question for is that for me? Question for for me. This is from Paul R. Could you please tell me why certain golfers win the same tournaments multiple times but can't seem to win some of the other majors. I know the Open has played a different country, uh, with very different conditions. The other majors have played in the US. Do you want to have a quick answer on that one, Nick? (laughs) Well
2: it was for you, but I can tell you now majors are very, very hard golf tournaments to win, let alone regular tour events. And and some some players the thing about majors is they're always on a different golf course. Whereas most except the Masters.
1: Yeah
2: in the men's game. Different slightly on the uh, on the women's side, but uh, I think week in week or year in year mm. out, if you play the same course, you get a feel for it. Yeah. You kind of know what's going on, and some courses just fit your eye straight away.
1: I know Craig Parry used to always say that about Huntingdale. So did mm. Peter Lonard. So did Peter Senior. Greg Norman obviously won it a thousand times. If I could have played Coolum every year, I would yeah. have uh, won a go. boatload more. I used to love Parapara in New Zealand. Every yeah. time I went there, I just felt so comfy for some reason. I loved yeah. the people there. I loved everything about it. And you just you know you just play well. Mm. Uh, and a question for both of us is from Tom Hicks. Uh hi Nick and Mark a few episodes ago you spoke of keeping your ball in divots in the fairway and not changing the current rules saying that you need to be able to hit the ball out of a divot. Would you be able to do a masterclass about how to do this correctly? Thanks in to advance. Tom, yeah we will. Yeah. But you've already quoted what you're doing this week. I have, you? but I might
2: leave that one to you because my Because yeah. you've got to dig down on a little I'll yeah, leave okay. that one for you maybe yeah, next week. Yeah. Fantastic. So,
1: oh, we'll work it out, Tom. We'll yeah. definitely get there mm. at some stage. That is for sure. Uh, a couple of callers after the break. Plus, we've got the master class. Plus, we've got our top five, which we don't know what it is going to be yet. I'll see you on the 10th tee.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: Hey, Mark, Mm -hmm. I've been saying for years that Ping help you play your best because that is exactly what they've done for me throughout my entire career. And now I've been having a look at the new Blueprint S and T irons, and boy, they are impressive. So much so that I've got the new Blueprint S irons in my bag at the moment.
1: So what do you like about them so much? I mean, I've never seen you this excited about a golf club.
2: Well, I could go through the specs, which are exceptional, but I won't. I will say, though... That if you're looking for more ball speed, and if you want to lower your scores, if you want to mix and match and still look great, you should check them out. Because the new Blueprint S and T irons, they are definitely worth a look. Nice. Just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a ping club fitting.
1: Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. Great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded clearance product. And you know, that was a hell of a year for golf equipment, Nick. You're spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course,
2: but as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties Mm -hmm. as well, and plenty for both men and women, and... If you're after a great prezi idea,
1: you can get gift cards in-store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices, the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in-store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth or online golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were righty-putting now. Oh, that's right. I forgot.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like the podcast? Maybe tell a friend. Drop them a text or share it on your socials. This is Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen.
1: I'm standing on the 10th tee and I'm looking at you for the first time really Dave. What have you got the (laughs) raccoon eyes for? You've you've been playing with the sunglasses on or something? Yeah, yeah. I was out uh, this morning, uh, Royal Melbourne
2: East. Yeah, it was a good... A lot of fun. I was out there with um, a couple of mates, uh, David Evans and Todd Woodbridge. Oh, we very had, good. We had a nice uh, They had their own little match and I was doing my own thing right, yeah. out there. So uh, it's a tough track, that Royal Melbourne East. Yeah. Uh, it
1: is this time of year.
2: It is. This time yeah. of year, it is, it is a very difficult golf course. Yeah. Did you
1: play left or right-handed? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I played left, uh, just the half set. I had evens today. I'll go odds you know. or evens. But because this yeah, is – I know where you're going.
1: I, I, I want people to know about this okay. because Nico Hearn – Plays left-handed, but you're going to register for a right-handed handicap. Yes, and you've got to register the name Nick O'Hoo. <laughs> you've got when you play right-handed. Hopefully, you're putting left-handed when you no. I'm going to the, keep putting right-handed. Okay. No, I can't do that. When, when you when you're actually playing right-handed, you've got to be registered Nick O'Hoo. Yeah. As yep. your as your as your GA, mm. well oh, the, I- that'd
2: be fantastic. The the, the idea came about because uh, when I hurt my wrist, I couldn't yeah. play left. But when I hit balls right-handed, I it I okay. couldn't feel anything. And I went out and played, and I thought, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm I'm playing okay here. And uh, so I want to get a right-handed handicap, and my goal is to get down to single figures. What do you reckon it'll be first up? Oh, well, I'm shooting low 80s right-handed already. Oh, that is so, the, the, that's really annoying. <laughs> that is that's just really, well, I've got the putting really, really annoying. <laughs> Chipping and putting are easy. It's the rest that I've got to work oh, on. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, this episode, we're, we're going to have a couple of callers, which I'm really looking forward to. Last week, we spoke about uh, Michael Block, and we had Francis We met as the number one Nico Who You were number five. Nico Who. Then we had... Michael Block. Michael Block was number four. four. But Warwick has got got in contact with us. He's an old pennant player from Cabramatta Golf Club in Sydney and he reckons he can fill those two spots at two and three. G'day Warwick.
4: G'day fellas how
1: are you? Yeah we're really well. Going well. What sort of a pennant player were you? We? Did you have a good record?
4: Uh, I only played for a few years. I I, I, I played up to about 1973 and uh, then I got married and I, I didn't I didn't play all that much after that to be honest with you but yeah.
1: yeah, it well, went all right. You, well, you sound like a very uh, knowledgeable golf historian. You've just got that sort of voice now. Uh, you might have heard last week uh, we had um, a couple of holes in our Nico Who top five. Uh, who have you got for us?
4: Well, two that I know of. One was a guy called Jack Fleck, oh, who uh, mm. goes, back, goes back a long while ago, 1955 in the US Open. He uh, birded the last hole to tie Ben Hogan
1: and
2: then uh, beat him by three shots in the playoff.
4: That is a great call. That's a, oh, in, I love that International one. one. That
1: is a beauty. I reckon I saw a few Jack Fleck sand irons when I was living in the States around the place. He had his own line as well. <laughs> so he dined out and beaten Ben Hogan by three shots in the playoff. So he he's in there for sure. And, and if you can fill the last spot, We've got to send something out. We might have to send you out a box of titles or something. Uh,
4: Who have you got? The other guy is a local guy, Bob Stanton.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. um, Yeah, Bob Bob is – Took Tom Watson down the
4: stretch, didn't he? Yeah, he played at uh, St. Michael's under – well, he did his apprenticeship at St. Michael's under uh, Dan Cullen. Yeah, as a 20-year-old, he beat Arnold Palmer to win the uh, Dunlop International in 1966. Yeah.
1: Was that a Yarra Yarra?
4: No, it was at Yarra Yerri? No, it was at the it was at the Australian, the old I had at the Australian. Oh wow! Um, uh, I, I happened to be there. I happened to be there for that one, and it was oh, it God. was sensational.
1: Incredible! Imagine that twenty year old you're coming out. That's like a twenty year old kid beating Tiger Woods. Well, Arnold oh, Palmer exactly. yeah, yeah. mid sixties. I yeah. mean, he is the king. He was he was Tiger Woods before uh, Tiger Woods was Tiger Woods.
4: He sure was. It was a, it was amazing.
1: Oh, Warwick, uh, I reckon that's our list. Uh, Francis, we met at number one. Beautiful. Bob Stanton at number two. Jack Fleck at number three. Oh, beautiful. We put Bob up there because he's an Australian. Oh, of I course, still talk to yeah. Bob from time to time. He he's running fishing trips up north. Is he really? Yeah, That's he, right, he does. Yeah. yeah. He, he got out of the golf business because uh, he, he had the best corporate, corporate, golf. corporate mm. golf business in Australia. Got out of that, sold that. And now he's doing fishing trips up north. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. what yeah, a life! Aware of that. What a life!
4: Yeah, for sure. And then we, sure. Had,
1: uh, we had we uh, had Michael Block. Michael Block at number four, <laughs> and Nico who at number five. <laughs> Just insane. <interesting. laughs> hey, Warwick, thanks so much for getting in touch. We really appreciate it. No worries at all. A pleasure. So, isn't that good? Warwick's done some homework for us. Now, uh, Mm. he's done homework. What about you? You've had homework for a couple of weeks. (laughs) Have you reviewed this? What was the movie name again? Seven Days in Utopia. (laughs) Have you
2: had a look? (laughs) And you will be pleased to know I've watched it again. I've I've watched (laughs) it on YouTube because I couldn't find it anywhere else. And for the first... Two-thirds of the movie? I thought, yeah. yeah, I'm on the money here. This was actually really good. Yeah. And then it got worse. Oh, no. uh, It just kind of really petered out. I think the thing that <laughs> the thing that really left something in my memory about it was yeah. the actor Lucas Black, I think his name yeah. was, has the best golf swing for an actor I've seen. Oh, really? It is it was like looking at a Pure. pro. Didn't have to do much to him. And Robert wow. Duvall, he was a bit of a, a golf whisperer, I guess you could oh, say. Okay. And it just got a bit kind of... He's a bit mm, like Bega
1: Vance. It was a bit syrupy at the end, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but overall, not,
2: not a bad one to watch and some you know good little takeaways.
1: Hey, uh, your caddy Wilbur had a great story regarding Jack mm. Nicklaus last week. I told my Raymond Floyd story and we asked for um, our listeners to uh, give some more stories. So Aaron has made contact with us from Ker-Lewis Golf Club, and he's got a ripping story he tells us. day, Az.
5: Oh, g'day, Mark. day, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me. Right, So where does
1: this story start?
5: Well, uh, yeah, it was a few years ago, back in um, about 2012. I was actually living um, in Dubai at the time, and um, just started really getting into my golf and was a member at uh, the Emirates Golf Club there. And um, my brother was um, getting married in, in Noosa and um, so my wife was pregnant with our first child at the time and I decided I'll fly back to Noosa for the wedding. And um, anyway, the day before the wedding, he, he'd had a golf day booked at Taunton yeah. up there yeah. on Sunshine Coast. And anyway, so I get to the golf course and um, I was pretty keen on the golf at the time. And um, so I rock up and, and Jack Newton was there. Nice. Yeah, my brother's um, wife's family are friends with the Newtons, and uh, anyway, he said, oh, "Aaron, you're going to be playing with Jack." Oh, so um, I <laughs> thought, "Oh, this is pretty good." <laughs> <Hell> and good. <laughs> uh, next thing he said, "You're uh, you're actually going to share a cart with Jack." Oh my so, god. So I spent the next four hours um, playing with Jack, and um, you know Jack was giving me all sorts of stories about his time on the tour and commentating, and uh, gave me a few golf tips in there as well, and just had a had a great time with him. Um, and he was sort of he was going around okay, but on the one of the par fives, he's knocked it up there with a driver off the deck, well, in two yeah, and uh, and then pulled about a sixty footer for an eagle. So. Oh.
1: Um, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it was great, isn't it?
5: time. yeah, and then we just um, we uh, spent a few hours uh, with Jack holding court with all the boys at the clubhouse afterwards, and then I happened to be on his table the next night at the wedding as well. So it was just oh, fantastic,
1: ridiculous. How good. He was one I of the legends
2: like. of Australian golf.
1: Humble he he was. I, I remember uh, at at Huntingdale again. I was a little kid. I went down and watched him on the old driving range, Aaron. And um, back in those days, your caddy used to have to go and fox the bulls. so. The, the the driving range was full of players, you know, players' caddies. So Jack just went over to the right and just started going over these trees um onto the 18th fairway, which oh. was right next to the, to the driving range. But what I couldn't believe, he, he had this beautiful, short, compact golf swing, he was so strong, Jack Newton. Mm. And he was hitting these shots, and no matter what iron he hit, it looked like it was going to hit the top of the trees, and then the old Ballada just ball would, would just would just <laughs> climb. And I felt like every single shot they made. No matter what iron he was hitting. Got over over the trees by about six feet. I was just mesmerised as a little kid. Um, And then I stole his tideless visor. (laughs) (laughs) He He took off and the tideless visor fell on the ground and I just walked out and grabbed it. Oh, okay. I was a little kid. Yeah, I was a little kid. I was a little kid. Brilliant. Great story, mate. He's a great Australian and and we've got nothing but wonderful memories of Jack Newton. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Uh, Good on you, Aaron. And uh, so many of our listeners, if you do want to make contact with us uh just get on our socials and, and dan will put you on if, if you've got a great story if you've got something to contribute to the program i quite like talking to the people who listen to the podcast yeah, you, it, it is great fun you can't beat
2: a good golf story can you but you um,
1: found something you're circling I, away I, I over I there
2: yeah i saw uh on our sheet here on the feedback on the nico who discussion because uh, we did just yeah. did the top five uh let me see if i can get this one right ipswich celtic Right. From Brisbane West. Uh, great show, guys. My Nico, who is Russell Claydon. You remember him? Yeah, Russell I do. Russell
1: Big English amateur Way at the back, time. Way
2: back Aussie Masters. Big English guy. Had a great week. Think he won. Came from nowhere. Not sure what became of him.
1: Don't, don't... reckon he won. I reckon he came mm. second. And uh, I'll always remember him. He had one of these plays with a double overlap grip. Yep. Can you think of two others? Ooh. Now, there's one. Who what did, are you, it, did
2: Ronan Rafferty have one?
1: Running Rafferty, no, he had no? the 10 finger grip. He had a 10 finger grip. Okay. But there was a bloke, I'll give you some clues. Okay. He won one major, beaten Australian to do it. He lives in Hawaii and probably made more money than his golf swing would, you'd ever think his golf swing would let him make. Wow. Steve Jones. Tim Jim no, Furyk. Jim Furyk? Jim oh. Furyk, double overlap. Okay. And if you... Uh, Does his, he live in Hawaii? No, he's
2: in... Um, you know,
1: Hawaii, apparently. Really? Yeah, got the, uh, one of the most beautiful pads in the oh, whole world okay. in Hawaii. Uh, and another one, if you listen back, uh, if you if you love your Australian golf, uh, an old golfer called Bob Shaw. Big Bob Shaw used to hit the ball a million miles at wow. a double overlap grip. So they're the only ones I, could rem- yeah. I can think of with double overlaps. Yeah, Bob Shaw, me. Jim Furyk, and Russell Clayton. If you can think of any more... Uh, Jump on, let us know, because the double overlap is prevalent. Uh, Time for the top five. All right, time for the top five.
2: Uh, and what are we doing? We're doing. We're going to do top five caddy nicknames. Right, okay. I think we spoke about this a while back, didn't we, Dan? Yeah, okay. and uh, it's but time for it. I've
1: got one. Okay. I've got one. Just make room for me in there somewhere. I'll, you I'll, do the I'll rest. pitch in. We're just going right.
2: to. Okay, number five a guy who caddied many, many years on the European Tour, caddy for Ian e. Woosnam, Jose yeah. Othabel, Wobbly. Wobbly. I don't actually know his real name.
0: No one. Him. No one. <laughs> I just no know nobody. No There's
2: not one person Wobbled does. around the golf course. Yeah, Was he a big right. unit or? No. No. No, just no. Lo- loveliest guy. He probably wobbled home from the bar, quite a few a bit as well, yeah. so you know, one what? of those type yep. guys. Anyway.
1: Uh
2: another guy on the European Tour, Seagull, cuz he used to love, you know, hanging Hang shit, on shit on people. people. Yeah, okay. That um, makes sense. Can yeah. I go
1: next? Yeah, go for all it, right. go So on. I just slot my one in there. Uh, there was a caddy on tour, and unfortunately had this great big lump on his forehead. Mm-hmm. His player had a, a very, very good uh, European tour. Uh, they used to have a big break, and all the caddies used to call him lumpy. He used to break his heart. So he won all this money, or his player won all this money. He ended up with a lot of cash. He had an operation to get rid of it. He turns up in February, first tournament of the year. Gets into the caddy room and goes, "Hey boys!" and took his head off. He goes, "You can't call me Lumpy anymore." <laughs> and one of the boys yelled out and said, "Hey lads, let's uh, look look who it is! It's Lumpless." <laughs> <laughs> and he was known as Lumpless from that movie. And he lives in Melbourne these days. So Lumpless, if you're living. We love uh, you, lumpless. Cool, lumpless. Uh,
2: there was another lumpy on tour, Tim Heron, the player, yeah, over in the states. But uh, number that, two, that's really good, really good. Uh, American caddy again, can't remember his name. They nicknamed him Asbestos because he never lost his job over there. He was fireproof.
1: He never got sacked. It was unbelievable.
2: <laughs> but number one, uh, an Aussie guy Named Phil, who I do know his name, Phil used to caddy over in Europe many years ago when I was starting out over there. Uh, they called him Cornflake because he looked like a serial killer. Oh. There, we <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. What, what about your caddies? Do you have any nicknames for yours over the years? Uh, I mean, I had Wilbur, you know, James Williams, but he was Wilbur.
1: Nah, 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 I, my, my caddies were, were no? pretty simple it was Con, uh, Con Tommy, okay. Um, Drew, Drew Dublin, Dublin thank you. There you go. Yeah, he's a policeman these days. Is up, he? Yeah, up All north, right. up north in, in Perth. Good day, Drew, if you happen to be listening. Fantastic. Unless you're putting somebody under arrest That's true. these days, so maybe something else. Hey, you got some quick results for us? Yeah, let's go through a couple. Uh, LPGA had a match play event yeah. uh, in Vegas
2: at Shadow Creek. Yes. Uh, we had only had two Aussies in there. Karis Davidson actually played pretty well, mm. but uh, she beat the eventual winner, I've got to get this name right, Thailand's... Fajari Anunarukan. Mm, yes. Anunarukan beat uh Furue, who's a Japanese player yes, in the final. Done well. I've done well there, haven't you've I? You've done really well. But Karis beat Ananarukan. That's right in the round robin That's and then right. they had to go into the match play. How
1: good. I know. <laughs> and unfortunately, uh Davidson got beat. I know because you lo- I love the round robin in these You love matches. the round oh, robin. I think don't it's you? good. See, I think it gives every a chance.
2: Karis is not happy with the round robin right now. That's right. He could she would be in advanced. Yeah. You're so so I, a, and by
1: the way, the big winner that week. Oh, I want to play that Shadow Creek. Yeah, it looks It's in good, the middle it? of a desert Man. and it looks like an oasis. It's incredible. Incredible yeah. you, Have you played it? No, I never have. Oh, it looks it looks I couldn't stop mm. watching that tournament yeah, because the I just wanted to see one hole to the next. And
2: it was rock hard too. The yeah. greens were firm. Yeah. Uh, we had Sarah Kemp there, but she didn't advance either. So uh, at the, oh. I guess Minji and Hannah were taking the weeks off. But live golf for all our live listeners out there. Lenny will be happy. Uh, Washington, <laughs> D.C. Harold Varner yeah. third got his first yes. win. Uh, actually, and you know who played? Who? Wade Ormsby got a Oh, he got a, got a start. Good on you, Wade. They had about three WDs. The last round, they were dropping like flies. Right. Uh, Wade got a start uh, to come in and fill in for someone. Might have been Thomas Peters. Did Brooks Peters. play? Yeah, he played, but okay. not very well. Not very well. <laughs> Out of the Aussies, Cam Smith was best, 11th. And Did the, you see where the rest Rippers of the finished? were back, uh, not good. Second but, last. Yeah.
1: What's going on there? Tough the week the
2: for the Rippers. What are those <laughs> range Goat those Goat Rangers, Nick? Yeah, the go- Goat <laughs> Rangers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they finished third. They're, they're oh, well, yeah. They've oh, been wow. going really well. Well, they're Talk, in the money. Team Talk won, and Stingers came yeah, second right. if you follow it. Um, yep. Yeah. So, as I said, Lenny will be happy there.
1: Excuse me. Can I just interject, please? I saw a tweet last week. Suggesting that one of these teams should be worth around 2 billion US dollars. I heard that. I almost fell over. But uh, I think it was a.
2: Couldn't couldn't possibly be right. No, I think it was a made up account or something, wasn't it?
1: And then the tweet. The tweet. Nike. It was Nike. It was Nike. We're going to spend 2 billion on a team. Then it was actually showing some of the US teams that they'd be worth more than. And I'm thinking. Come Texas on. Rangers, you know, probably yeah. the Yankees and no. all this sort of stuff. No, 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 no it was,
2: no, it was no, ridiculous. No, no. I think it was it's one a... of these live accounts that like to okay, just sort of uh, push it along, push the line a
1: little bit. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yep. But they got two weeks off now till the US Open, the live players, and then there's another two weeks off till their next event. So it's kind of a weird schedule. They got see
1: Sergio qualified last week. He did. Yeah, yeah just after through. our program, our recording time yes, last week. So did. good on you, Sergio, for actually making the effort. <laughs> yeah. to go and qualify for the US Open. I reckon that is fantastic. Mm. Uh,
2: just a couple other solid. Aussie events. Uh, Dimi finished tied tenth on the Corn Ferry Tour. Nice. Knoxville Open that keeps him up in the, around that top thirty on the money list. Yep. And Gabby Ruffles tied thirteenth. She's still number one on the Epsom Tour money list as well. So she's got to come. in her event. So that was good. We got Memorial coming up this week on Here the PGA up. Tour. Now, I love that golf tournament.
1: Oh well, you've got to tell me about it now. Before oh, really? we've got a masterclass. Just give me your thoughts because <sighs> I know Paul Sheen when he when Paul Sheen won the. Japan Open way mm-hmm. back when he got an invitation to the memorial, he came back and I just said, "Mate, what's that course like?" Yep. And he said, "It's the best golf course I can ever <laughs> imagine playing."
2: So, oh, what did you think? I loved it. Yeah, my first year there, I was having—I oh, had one of the weeks, you know, really good week, and I got to spend a bit of time with Jack. And I'll tell that story next week. But did you it, have uh, one of
1: those milkshakes?
2: Oh yeah. What, Be, are they, what are they? fantastic. Like? Yeah, okay. Put whatever you want in them: Snickers, <laughs> Mars bars, the whole
1: works. <laughs> All right. Are we going to do a masterclass on the Shank chip? <laughs> we need to. Yeah. All right, Let's get to it. <laughs>
2: That sounds wrong, doesn't it? The shank chip. Um,
1: well, it's <laughs> we funny. Had the, we had the
2: short softy. now yeah. we got
1: the shank chip. They, they, they were saying shank, weren't they? But it's an, it sounded like how we say shank. shank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I, I, it's very strange. Over there, what, what if you say your name's Craig? It comes out as what? Greg. Greg. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. When I used to say my name is Mark, mm. they everyone thought I was Mike. Okay, go, good day, I'm Mark. And uh, they right. go, oh, good day, Mike. How yeah. are you? Yeah. couldn't believe it. Well, they call, They
2: would have. Well, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Nico Hearn. And they'd always say, oh, hi, Nico. They thought my last name was, was Hearn. yeah. <laughs> <And> Nico, <laughs> Hearn. I'm like, no, I'm not Portuguese, mate. It's so good. I'm Australian. <laughs> all right. How do right. you hit these little uh, – the so- well, it's, it's it a was the- bit
1: different to the short softy, yeah. isn't
2: it? Well, is it the- well, it's all in the setup, really. It was a downhill chip off a very steep slope. It was in the rough. Whether you're in the rough or not doesn't really matter. But downhill chip shops, I see a- this a lot with a- all the golfers out there where – they don't widen their stance enough. They just take a normal setup with their feet quite close together. And because they're close together, they then can't get their weight going with the slope. So Mm. what they tend to do is lean back. Now, if you've got your weight on your back foot on a downhill chip you're shot, in trouble. you're either going to skull it or you're going to fat it.
1: You're in trouble before so you start. So the key
2: is to widen your stance wider than you would ever imagine, almost driver width, mm. okay? We're talking really wide. And then lean all your weight into your front leg, into your left leg if you're a right-hander. So now your lower half is very stable and you really aligned yourself with the slope. Then from there, it's just an upper upper body motion. Swing down with the slope. Don't try and lift the ball up. Take as much loft as you want off there and let the club do the work for you. If you watch Schenck in the playoff, he played a little bump and run, but he had a lob wedge in his hand. Mm -hmm. But that's just the way he had to play that shot. So all in the setup. I'll put it out on socials later, a little video on how to do that because that's a very important shot around the golf courses because you always get downhill lies Mm -hmm. and that's one of the toughest. All right, Nico Hearn. Mike, great chat. I'll see you next
3: week. (laughs) (laughs) Nico Hearn and Mark (laughs) Allen's podcast Talk Birdie to Me, live from the Australian Golf Centre, home of the PGA of Australia and Golf Australia. Big thanks to Talk Birdie to me listeners, Aaron from Kerr Lewis and Warwick from Sydney for calling into the show today. You want to chat to Nick and Mark? Easy. Comment on the socials and you're half a shot. Talk Birdie to executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design by Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com.
1: Hey you losing mate or what? <laughs> What's going
2: on? No, I'm I'm not. i well You look thin. No, no, trust me. Uh, I'm not I need well, to do thinner. more walking. Well, had a little bit of a diet change at home. Uh, not my, again. My, no, not <laughs> no the, I did the juice cleanse not the last juice time. Cleanse no, I did all that. That wasn't again. me. My, my wife, you know, she, she's looking into some different, you know, alternative options, and we're just, just sampling a little uh, no carb keto style diet. And uh, what's, what take, what's keto? Well, you don't eat any um, carbohydrates basically, and that's p- protein and high fat. So, which is really weird. A lot of fats, which is hard to get your head around. But the thing that kills me in the morning is I, I love my peanut butter on toast. I need my toast and. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm kind of making up some alternative you're options have to fix this situation. It's <laughs> tough, but I, You know what I can do? I can still drink red wine. Oh, I'm happy about that. Oh, I don't know. What's I'm next? always. I'm always searching. It's like you yeah. know, as a golfer, you're always trying to improve. Yeah, it's right?
1: true. That is true. Okay, right. See ya. See ya.